Beehive Sports Podcast is powered by Swing Juice. Visit SwingJuice.com and use promo code Beehive20 for 20% off your golf and MLB apparel. Shop Swing Juice. Support the Beehive Sports Podcast. Swing Juice. Wear it, feel it, play it. This week's episode, we are one week out from NFL action, so the cut to 53 has taken place. We have some golf drama more with... Of course, Bryson DeChambeau and the Brooksy rule. Jake Paul was back in action. Going to get into that a little bit. The Mets are booing their fans, which is a first. We have 10 sports history facts for you. An incredibly bizarre story and the things that sting uh, involving this possible scam of Bishop Sycamore. And then in my hive, we open the mailbag. Here we go. Joe Bees and Kylie Munch. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Beehive Sports Podcast. Back in action, Kylie Munch, fresh off vacation. Uh, we've been talking before recording. He's been essentially in a cave and has no idea what's happening in the sports world. So this is <laughs> going to be a surprise episode for Kylie. Everything yeah. we talk about. The only thing that I did see some of was like some of the roster cuts and stuff, but I didn't even see all of them. I just saw... Twitter was going wild. I can't my, believe you didn't Twitter. hear anything about Bishop Sycamore. No, no, no. It's gonna be that's the things that sting segment. This is the most <laughs> bizarre sports story I may have ever heard. <laughs> so we're gonna get into that here in a little while. Uh, so tell us about vacation. Uh, you went to well, Worlds. Well, I no, it started off. I had off for industrial tournament. And you like won two weeks ago. Yeah, we because your your team is super unfairly balanced for that bracket i mean no. not not to anybody's fault it's the industrial bracket no, united they, just so happens to have some really really good softball players no, the industrial tournament just sucks <laughs> well, that's, there was like six teams so in, it's your, not really. in your bracket there was only six yeah. holy shit yeah. so who you cummins superior nah, i don't yeah bats northwest have no. a men's team they just did the co-ed, yeah. and they won the co-ed. Yeah, they should have had them in the team. They, yeah. would have been, they put, would have been our best competition. But Wow. So, industrial, and then? And I was on the boat, like, all week, pretty much, and then went to Worlds the following weekend. Where you went live on Facebook. Yeah, How'd we you went guys do there? Two. <laughs> oh, and 2 Yeah, we went on 2 But there was two other... Well, yeah, I mean, I still had fun. I, um, we, yeah, we didn't do well at all there. There's like Who'd you play with, Jose? Yeah, there's like 130 teams in that, in the D division, and we didn't do well, went on to, but we, me and, uh, I don't, do you know Joey Gearluck? I don't think so. He's He lives in Edinburgh, his, his dad coaches Edinburgh um, softball. How long is he, how long is his he dad He said he knows you, you, but, uh, well, uh, 
years and years and years. So I know his dad then. Probably. Yeah, I, and he's the yeah. assist, Joey's the assistant, and he just took a job at UB to coach softball. Well, he's not like the head coach, but he's going to be like an assistant at UB now. Hey, Buffalo. Yeah. Nice. Um, Maction. Yeah, he's trying to get some D1 to move up a little bit. Yeah, and, good for him. I'd yeah, probably know him if I saw him. I feel yeah, bad. He's, he's really good. He was a really good baseball player, and he's, he plays center field for us. Okay. But um, anyways, so him and I, we just said, screw it. We went back to the hotel. It was hotter than – it was like 85, 90 degrees and so humid. Yeah. I, I don't know how some of those – because some of those teams were playing like six to eight games a day. You know, there's 130 teams. You well, to, the thing is, too, The team those... that won played like – I don't know, 12 games or something. But, I don't but know. tournaments like that, teams aren't getting hammered all day because they're there. Oh, no. They're no, trying to definitely. win some shit. But that but that doesn't make any difference when it's Well, I mean, as far as hydrated, did you have to drink a lot more water? Yeah, it does. It's I don't know how. It was It was just sitting there. It was miserable. It yeah. was like we went back to the hotel, got in the pool, and then we went and got some beers and, and then at the, at the gas station. And then we went because there was two – there was a, two women's teams that were from like Erie in our area that were playing in the women's bracket. Oh, okay. So we went down and watched them. Like, all all girls teams. Yeah. Oh no shit. Yeah, like do, I don't. Do you know like uh, Bubba Brant and you don't know any of them no. from Erie? You <clears throat> might not know any of those guys. Well, that's it might fun, just though. be a lot younger than you. But yeah, I, I know a lot of them just from playing ball and stuff. So we went and watched them, and and the one women's team got fourth in E, the E division. That's good. Out of a- how many teams? I don't. They didn't have very many. Nothing like what we had. I think they had like twenty or something. That's still good though. Fourth out of twenty. Yeah. Well, good. So, uh, your brain has had time to heal from all the sports history facts. Although, yeah. And then Cedar Point yesterday. Although, just uh, <laughs> so everybody knows, Kylie rolled in this morning <clears throat> to record with a bag of pretzel twists and a nerd's rope <laughs> for his breakfast, but. Gatorade Zero. Right. Balance. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> so he's he's he seems to me that he's extremely ready to to get back into recording today and then he has to work later. Like he's he's ready. I'll get back into the sports world because I'll be stuck at work for eight hours doing nothing. That's so. true. <laughs> I'll be You'll have some time I'll be to clicking, catch up. Yeah, I'll be clicking around catching right up. Right on. So yeah, that's good. Uh I finally got to do my father son golf outing. Uh, that was a week ago today, actually, and I kicked my dad's ass for the first time. He's always beat me, but I'm getting better, and I took it to him this time around. He had a, he had some issues putting on the Conowongo greens, which most people who don't putt there often, I mean, people who play there often have issue with it. People who don't play there often have big issues with it. Uh, but yeah, that was a. Uh, Pretty much all I, you know, my my highlight of the you know the last week or so, because uh, I don't get my dad anything for Father's Day or his birthday because there's nothing that I like can get him. Like he has everything he needs, you know. And if he needs something, mm-hmm. he goes and buys it. Yeah, I so, usually take my dad to a pirate game. Yeah, so that's like been my dad and I's thing for like the last three or four years. Is I'll do a day where I take him, pay for the round, pay for lunch, beers, whatever. Uh, so you played out there this weekend, which means you missed the drama in the end of the year tournament here in Warren. Yeah, softball. I didn't, I didn't plan that. Yeah. Did you hear about it? Not really. No. They're like, uh, I just saw the other day. There's like a petition. For oh, I did hear something to get about the, that. I guess that uh, Jeff 
whatever his name is. I don't Kuzmano, know. Yeah. Kuz, yeah, to get him to resign. There's a literally an online petition mm-hmm. because he made a team forfeit for using illegal players. Yeah, something about that after he told them they could or something. Yeah, that's shady. You can't do that. Which the kid even had like text messages from him that Oh, that said he's good? Yeah, that No judge, kidding. Yeah. And from what I understand, they weren't like uh ringers, like they're just kind of guys to plug and play so that they could field a team for the tournament. What team was that? Team Smoke? I think I I honestly am not I sure. I think that's who it was. Yeah, I think I think like the Jamestown right. guys. Uh Erickson, maybe those guys. I don't know. But uh yeah, it's just funny. I mean, it's just more of a reason why I golf. Just don't want to deal with any of that. It's so dumb. Uh so we're in September. Which means two things. We're close to the six month anniversary of the Beehive Sports Podcast. And uh also, more importantly, NFL starts next week. Meaningful football. Week from today. Uh, so I do have to do a quick correction from last week. While I was recording with Mike, uh, I had done a quick look to see, because I knew it was week zero for college football. But I, so the app I use to look at all sports scores, It's I have an Android, and it's called The Score. So it's a widget. It's like a scoreboard on my screen. And when you click college football, Sometimes you have to adjust, like it'll show just the top 25. Or, But in this case, what I had preset for some reason, I have no idea why, was like all FCS. So that showed only three games on Saturday. So I thought there was only three games being played this coming Saturday, or what would be last Saturday. And I told Honorati that like the best game was like Southern Utah versus San Jose State. Totally wrong. Mm-hmm. There was way better games than that. Yeah, UCLA played. Yeah. There was a Big Ten game that was really good. Yeah, uh, Nebraska, Illinois. Illinois. Yeah. yeah, so I fucked that one up. Uh, so I just wanted to call myself out. I was surprised he didn't because Mike like thrives on calling us out when we say something wrong. Usually by text, though, because he doesn't have the sack to put it on the Facebook page. <laughs> that's that's me calling you out, Mike. Start, start calling us out on there uh, for things other than being bad at golf. So, yeah, my favorite day of the year is 10 days away. Opening day of NFL, opening Sunday. I play my flag football game. I have my tailgate party. It starts at 11. We're doing venison smash burgers. Got three TVs ready. I'm just pumped. I can't wait. So we're going to get in some roster cuts. Uh, Nothing. I think the only, like, the biggest news of roster cut would have had to have been Cam, right? From what you saw. There was nothing more, like, I'm saying, like, shock factor Mm -hmm. and big name. Like, if you roll all of that into one, I think Cam was, like, there really wasn't even one close following Cam Mm -hmm. as far as big name. No, I mean, the biggest for the Bills was Hollister, probably. Right. Yeah, and, that, and that's not <laughs> and that a huge might, deal. that might even be like a top 10 in the whole league, honestly. But. Right. Yeah. Yeah, as far as like top big five, name, maybe even. Yeah, because there yeah. just wasn't many. Yeah, that, um, John Brown. John Brown. But that was see, one. So I was seeing that they were just releasing him, but then I saw that he requested to be released. 
Yeah, so, I had dreaded like a day before that that that, that he wasn't going to make the team anyway. Okay, so, maybe so he knew was, he wasn't. He knew he was on the outs. He was resigning yeah. before he got fired. Yeah, because I even messaged in that group that that he was. Yeah, that, there was reports that he was going to get cut. I wonder what is going on with him. If it's nagging injury, or yeah. I mean, he's not. How old is he? He's got to be getting. He's in his thirties, right? Or 30, is he? Yeah. Okay. I don't know something like that's. Yeah, yeah it's strange 20s, though because 30s. super productive in Buffalo. When he was on the field, uh, I loved. I loved everywhere John he's Brown. been. Yeah, yeah, correct. Except yeah. for maybe the one year in Baltimore. I don't think he. I don't think he had a great time there. That was the year he chose Baltimore over Buffalo. Played one year there and then ended up coming. I thought to he Buffalo. still had a decent year, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't think any receivers had a decent year in Baltimore since Torrey Smith. I guess it depends on what. That's what I mean. I think he was Bolden. still like was their best receiver though. Yeah, that year. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like so, Cam. Uh, Memes were hilarious that were going around. I loved. I shared a couple of them on the Facebook page. But uh, I mean, the COVID thing. Do you feel it has anything to do with that? There's speculation that Bill didn't want to deal with him not being vaccinated. Yeah, there, there was some flying around a little bit. Right. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't. Uh, I mean, of course, Bill comes out and says it has nothing to do with it. But now, knowing what we know with what's going on with Urban Meyer. Uh, you're not allowed to say that COVID is the reason you're releasing people because the NFLPA was investigating Jacksonville because uh, Urban Meyer had made some comments about uh, whatever. But uh, at, oh, and here was the other the probably my favorite part about Cam Newton getting cut is that Mac Jones gets named the starter and Booger McFarland comes out with uh, whatever TV show he's on now that nobody watches and he says. The Buffalo Bills are now on notice. (laughs) They won the division one time for the first time in since what? Early mid nineties, whatever. And uh, New England names a rookie starter who the majority of fans would argue isn't ready. And that Cam, you know, probably should have been their bridge guy for a little bit longer. If he had a shoulder. <laughs> if he could throw. But the Bills are now on notice. Might have been the dumbest statement that I read the entire time. Like, as far as I'm concerned, they, they still aren't the kings of that division. They've won it one year. You know? Mm. I Do do I think they're better than every team in that division? Yes. I think Allen's the best quarterback in the division. Uh, but I don't see how we're putting them on notice. Because I just think that's Booger McFarlane just... The guy just sucks. He sucked on Monday Night Football. He sucks at whatever he's doing now. He's not on Monday Night Football anymore, is he? Uh, I honestly don't know. I think they changed it this year. They just announced Drew Brees and uh, who, Maria Maria Taylor. Mariah Taylor? Maria Taylor? She's the one who uh, Rachel Nichols made the comments about, and that's why Nichols just got canned from ESPN. I think it's her. Maybe it's not. I, I have no idea. Yeah, I think it is. Okay, so my biggest surprise roster cut, though, is easily uh, Travis Fulgham from Philly. Who's their leading receiver last year. He's young. Like he, yeah. I, I mean, the thing with him was when the guys got healthy last year, he got benched, too, though. Yeah, but that's crazy. Like, 
when they, like yeah i mean i get it i see what you're saying like he was still like their three or four yeah but, but he was and he was pretty and he, good he was productive right but it was weird like when the guys came back last year like jeffrey towards the end of the year and, and like jeffrey who's done nothing for how right long? but i'm just saying those guys played over him so he but that to me could know. also reflect on what a shit bag of a coach fucking what's his could name have been. Was? yeah i don't know there's got to be something there though, because now he still get gets cut. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, I guess, yeah, there has you know what to I mean? be. Yeah, just strange. Um, yeah, but I I saw that too, and I was a little surprised. That, yeah. Any other cuts or anything worth noting uh, before we move on? Off the top of my head. Yeah, I can't. That was the only the one big, that I really. I, Honestly, probably the biggest thing that I thought was kind of surprised was Minshew getting traded for a sixth conditional sixth to Philly. Yeah. Yeah. That was maybe the big, even bigger than Cam, in my opinion. News like I was just surprised that they didn't they didn't get, hang on to him. Get, that they didn't get more for more, that. Somebody yeah. didn't offer a little. Like I was really glad the Steelers didn't get him. Me too. Remember, <laughs> we've talked about this. Remember yeah. what I I said yeah. that a while ago. I said it's a guy I don't want. Because I think if I was, I would have offered a fifth, conditional fifth or fourth. You know what right. I mean? Fuck. Yeah. Guy with experience. Yeah. He's better than Mason Rudolph. Mm-hmm. He's better than Dwayne Haskins. I mean, I think. I don't know. Maybe they don't, I guess. I don't know. Well, we'll but. find out week one when uh, Ben's trying to sling it around. But he's fresh, he says. Lost some weight. We're going to get into that in my hive. There's some people. Oh, wait. Maybe nobody was talking shit on that. Actually, I think Dave Wilson commented on it and said in the my hive mailbag and said, how bad are the Bills going to beat the Steelers? And he's a Steelers fan. So I can respect that. Because mm-hmm. most of them would not say that. All right. So going to travel along here into a little bit of golf. So Kylie, like I said, in the dark on a lot of things here. So I'm going to be catching him up to speed as we go. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau went into a six-hole playoff. Yeah, we watched some. I watched some of that on Sunday. And watched actually. his putting choke job where he rimmed everything out. Anything. It was kind of just on in the background. Right. So, following the event, one of the fans yelled Brooksy to him, and yeah, that, he confronted that, him. That I didn't know anything about. And now the commissioner of the PGA or some, somebody important has now announced that yelling Brooksy will get you removed from the event. The Brooksy rule. So some pro golfer. Is that like the hook'em rule? Yeah, hook'em horn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Like we're just. So why are we coddling Bryson? I don't know. Um, I mean, the dude's got some seriously thin skin. That's for sure. Because they call him Brooksy and he gets up. Like he just gets so pissy about it. Uh, but then some other pro golfer tweeted like all these loopholes and it was like you could still call him mcbrooksy head or <laughs> just listed all these other things uh so they're having fun with it at bryson's expense and then there was a tweet about the Ryder cup team that the team usa for the Ryder cup is just like all guys that hate each other like Patrick, I, can't, I don't. I'll look it up and we'll we'll bring it back up in like my hive because I have to find the tweet. But that shows like a connect the dots of who hates who, and it's the entire team. They all hate each other, <laughs> so it's going to be fun to watch those guys try and be teammates for 
uh, around. Uh, Jake Paul. Jake Paul won his fight the other night. Several internet sleuths still on the train that this stuff is all completely fixed. And they showed some pretty solid evidence of Woodley landing some punches and then almost stopping to make sure Paul was okay before they continued the fight. When he could have probably ended him, he chose not to. Um, so Jake Paul wins the fight, retires from boxing, and then 25 hours later announces his comeback. So uh, still hasn't fought a boxer, though. But he's now called a professional boxer, and he has four sanctioned fights, none of which were against a boxer. Uh, I bet against him and lost. Who Logan was the one that fought Mayweather. Mayweather exhibition. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but fought boxer. Though. But the the thing is, is that these two, I know they're laughing all the way to the bank. And I think that's like the gist of everything. Absolutely. They don't care that they're in the eyes of boxing fans, which I'm not a huge boxing fan by any means. I follow it a little bit, um, but I don't, I'm not like, I don't have a favorite boxer. I don't tune in every week on whatever, if they even have a weekly show. I don't know. But they, from what I'm gathering, reading you know message threads and stuff like that is that jake paul and logan are ruining the integrity of the sport and it's bothering a lot of actual people who are involved in the sport fans and actual boxers you know actual professional boxers it's basically like wwe but boxing right (laughs) and it is that's kind of what it's looking like so Hopefully soon he fights like an, but I don't think he will. Like, I don't believe that there's, uh, not Tyson Fury and I can't remember his name. He but won't if they don't agree to lose to him. There's an, right. That's what I think too. Yeah. It's seeming that way that like, Hey, you know, uh, like there was one meme where Woodley had punched Jake hard or Jake Paul backwards into the ropes and he's just standing there. Like the pitcher is. Woodley standing there looking at Jake Paul and the meme said when you can when you're about to knock out Jake Paul but then you remembered you agreed to lose <laughs> so he's just standing there right exactly that's um, what I mean it's like yeah they're not, he's not gonna fight anybody unless they agree pre-fight to lose. so there's yeah there's another fury not Tyson Fury but another fury who there's been some words exchanged now and there was like a uh run in, you know, with like the two entourages at the event ran into each other and words were said. And so hopefully this fury dude fights him because he's an actual boxer and he's jacked. Either way, I'm not betting against Jake Paul again. Cause I just am, I'm pretty much sold now that this is just not, it's not real. I might as well bet on, yeah, Monday Night Raw. Cause I think that's about where this is at. So no more Jake Paul bets until he fights a real boxer. Then I can, I can be say I never made one. So. Then I can be wooed. <laughs> I can be I can be wooed back into it, but it depends on who he's fighting. Uh, we're gonna slide into some baseball here. Not much, but the Mets are uh, 
back in the news. You know how they like have completely blown it, right? No. The Mets? They like slid out of whatever place they were in. They're they're doing playing terrible baseball. Fans were going bananas on them. Uh, After they got Pete Alonso had that terrible interview where he was like, the names, yeah. It was like probably like three weeks ago, but it was just awful. Like he just sounded ridiculous. And um, but I knew they got all those guys at the deadline and stuff. So yeah, like, yeah, so you would have thought, you know, they'd be surging forward, not back. Uh, so Javi Baez and crew started a new celebration because they're starting to pick it up a little bit now. They're playing a little bit better. Uh, so now when they do something good, they boo to the crowd. They turn to the crowd and boo. And it was in response to them being booed. And basically Baez was like, well, if you're going to boo me, I'll boo you back. And the front office uh, president, whoever the president of the Mets is, released a statement just totally dogging his players and was like, this is unacceptable behavior. And basically, the fans, those guys are who pay us, so treat them well. Even though the fans can be dickheads to the players, you know, it, it was just the whole thing's a mess. But regardless. Is, is Bryson a Mets fan? <laughs> I, probably <laughs> it would yeah this is the bryson rule of baseball that the mets just made yeah he must be a mets fan because i don't even know if the crowd was like offended by it i just think when the reporters the media made it to be like it sounds like the players were what sounds like the players were offended that's what i'm getting offended by, by being booed. yeah yeah Finch they were. Just, yeah. like, right. just like Bryce. Right. That's yeah. what I'm getting at. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't even think that the fans like cared that they right. were being no. booed back. I, that's what I'm, that's not, yeah. That's, I was getting at it. it was the players. That right. Were, is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, if I think about it, like if I'm at a Bills game and they're playing like shit and I start booing them and it, and it, in turn they start playing better and booing me back for booing them, I'd be okay with it. Be like, all right, well, message received. You're you're playing better now. That's the that was the that was, that was the, the end here. goal here. Yeah, right. So yeah, I can lit a fire under your ass. You're right. Yeah. All right. Well, that's gonna wrap up opening. We're gonna take a break, and we'll be back with if Kylie's brain can handle it. Ten sports history facts. Stick around. Hi. This is Brian Hagberg, and I wanted to take a moment and tell you about our new website, YourDailyLocal.com. Your Daily Local is your new home for news, sports, and events in Warren County and beyond. Our goal is to cover the people, places, events, and happenings that matter to you in a variety of ways, including writing, video, and audio. And the best part? All of our content is available for free. Head to YourDailyLocal.com to get the news you need when you need it.
This edition of This Week in Sports History is powered by Your Daily Local. The news you need when you need it. Visit yourdailylocal.com. All right, we're back with 10 facts for Kylie. And we're going to start in number one, 1905. Ty Cobb doubles in his MLB debut. I threw that in there because, you know, I love Ty Cobb. I can't, I'm going to do a segment on him eventually. Just him. <laughs> he was fun. Uh, cigars, booze, strippers, and just hit the shit out of a baseball. And spiked people when he slid into bases because he was an asshole. <laughs> Nobody liked him. I think that's why I do like him. He was, uh, he isolated himself. Number two. 1913. With two outs in the ninth and the Phillies leading the Giants eight to six, umpire Bill Brennan declares a forfeit because fans were in the center field bleachers were waving objects and distracting batters. So he gave the win to the Giants who were trailing by two. It was appealed and overturned. Uh, Bill Brennan would not fare well as an NBA ref because when they're shooting free throws, isn't that like what you do at those games? Don't they wave shit? And, right. Yeah. Field goal kickers? Yeah. Wouldn't I, I guess in 1913 they were, you know, it was a gentleman's sport that you went and observed. You weren't like a rabid fan maybe. I don't know. Most of the stadiums now don't have fans in center field. That is true. Or they have, like in Houston, they have the big green. Uh, right, batter's eye. Yeah, so that you can see the baseball. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Number three. 1918. Tris Speaker is suspended for an entire season for assault on an umpire, Tom Connolly. So last week's 10 facts, we had Tom Connolly getting into it with uh, pitcher Joe McGinnity where he banned him, got him thrown out for an entire season and it got, uh, or no, it was a lifetime ban uh, and it was appealed to 12 games <laughs> because we said as the greatest appeal win of all time. But what's what you see the common theme here is this umpire, Tom Connolly. It sounds like he was an asshole because why else would, you know, he get beat up multiple times I mean, I'm sure there's players right now who would like to hit uh, Angel Fernandez, right? <laughs> I guess. This strikes on his... He's horrible. So if there was a, a umpire that players wanted to assault now, Angel. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine if that stuff went on nowadays? Oh, they'd be probably arrested, banned. Uh, no, no appealing it down to 12 games. Yeah, I mean, there's a charge in Pennsylvania for assault on a sports official. Like, that's a legitimate, its own charge. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, that is a true story. Number four. 1965. Casey Stengel, who was a player and a coach, announces his retirement after 55 years in Major League Baseball. That's a long career in Major League Baseball, especially, so you go 1965, so 1910. Was when he got into the, involved in the sport. That's yeah. some serious longevity. Yeah, because you figure you had probably had to be at least eighteen before you right were even involved. Right. 
as a player. Yeah. So yeah. that puts him into his 70s. Yeah. That's a long, long career. Number five. 1987. Sit down for this one. Okay. The Great Potato Incident. Minor league baseball team, the Williamsport Bills. Their catcher, whose name is Dave Brezhnahan. I don't know how to say that. It's Dave. Their catcher named Dave. Dave B. Dave B. <laughs> Their catcher, Dave B. I say W sauce. I don't say Worcestershire sauce. It's W sauce. You don't need to fuck around with that word. Right? Right. Dave B. Attempts to lure an opposing base runner off of third base using a potato carved to look like a baseball. He was the umpire called the runner safe. He was fined fifty dollars and released by the team. And that's the great potato incident of nineteen eighty seven. That's awesome. So this is I gotta this just made me think of I wish there was a picture of it somewhere. When we were uh I was playing a tournament in Girard with Mo. I don't remember what I think it was Dan Rice Day's men's co ed, I don't remember, but Mo's pitching, and so started. Was it hitting. those fields that are back in the woods? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where and they he, do Halloween and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. He took a, and this really light colored, I think it was an orange, out with him on the mound, and he threw a couple pitches, you know, and then in like middle of the at bat, he just real quick sleight of hand switched to the orange, throws it. And the dude, I think it was Chris Wagner was his name. He was from down that way. I think that's who it was. Swings, thinking it's the ball. Because it did. It looked like the ball. And it just explodes. <laughs> but This actually used to happen in industrial quite a bit. I remember when my dad played, I used to go down and watch. Really? He used to do it but with a grapefruit. Oh. Grapefruit's like almost the same size yeah. as a softball. Maybe know. it was a grapefruit that he threw. I don't know yeah, what that, I can't I, remember. I what remember threw. seeing that happen several times when I was a kid in in industrial tournament. They used to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh but it turns out if you do it at a softball tournament, you're good. It's funny. People enjoy it. If you try it with a potato in an MLB and, game. In a yeah. <laughs> Then you, you, you get, get suspended and you, you kicked off the team. Yeah. Find $50 and released. So that's the great $50. potato. $50. $50. He's a minor leaguer. I mean, that's probably a lot of money to him. He's probably like, shit. You know? Because they get like, what? Free room and board. And then they get like. What was it? 1986? 87. Number six. 1990. The Griffies. Ken Griffey and Ken Griffey Jr are uh, on the same, in the lineup for the very first time. It's the very first uh, father-son duo in a lineup, and they actually hit back-to-back singles in the first inning. It's pretty cool. But, like, I think a lot of people, like, that doesn't get mentioned enough. That's badass that him and his dad were playing pro baseball at the same time. LeBron, on the same team. LeBron's going to try to do that. Yeah, he is going to try and do He's definitely going to try and do that. And Brownie will probably be better than him. <laughs> well, at that point, he probably will be, I imagine. Cause LeBron, I hope so. Probably better than him now. <laughs> Although, LeBron's probably going to have himself in a c- c- 
cryo cryo chamber for the next five years so that he can he, so he can make it <laughs> so body the, yeah withstand yeah so ken griffey ken griffey uh senior junior same team playing with the mariners back-to-back singles in the first inning pretty neat number seven 1999 Mario Lemieux is approved as the new owner of the Penguins. <laughs> Bless you. There That's was a, no stopping that one. There was no... Couldn't... No. <laughs> I could tell that that one wasn't able to be stopped. Because that was... You must fall out of your chair. You gotta, We got to get you back on track, man. You got to go to work today. <laughs> I know. I got to shave. Yeah, you got to shave. You're in straight vacation <laughs> yeah, yeah, mode. Is... Eating fucking pretzels and... Nerds candy. <laughs> we we'll, we got this, Kylie. You'll be fine. You, not your first rodeo. Uh, where was I? Mario Lemieux, 1999. Approved as the new owner of the Penguins. He is the... Uh, the Penguins become the first club in all of pro sports to be owned by a former uh, member of the team, former player. So they said first, but is there any now? Like, has there been any sense? I mean, there's former players that own sports franchises, but are any of them? Oh, John L. Oh, no. Just John Elway. He doesn't own them. He's just like the president. Yeah, or GM or something. Yeah. And as far as owners go, I mean, Jeter's part of the Dolphins or the Marlins, right? Right. And but that's, LeBron has some ownership some places, I think. Right. But nobody that he's ever played. Right. Like, no, I don't yeah, think so. So have to look into that. I don't know if there's any other players or not, but. Lemieux the first, possibly the only. Number eight. 2004. Kobe Bryant's sexual assault charge is dropped by the district attorney in Eagle County, Colorado, after the alleged victim decides not to participate. So uh, this doesn't say anything about innocent or guilt. Uh, This happens a lot more than people think, and... This is something that I wish I could explain to everybody because a lot of times in like cases that involve sexual assault, specifically those with like children, and they think like, well, the the pedophile piece of shit got too light of a sentence. Probably did. I don't think they should see the light of day again. That's my personal opinion because I think that's a sickness that can't be healed. Uh, but the fact is, is a lot of times they don't want children to testify. So that's why they reach plea deals because children don't want to have to relive their trauma or even adults, you know, in some cases. They don't want to put them on a on a stand because that's what has to happen. I mean, if you want to get a successful... Uh, you know, if you want to prosecute the case, a, a successful conviction, then you kind of need that participation. And if they aren't willing to, it makes it a lot harder and it makes DAs look bad, but it's really not, you know, their fault all the time. Right. Number nine. 2006. Roger Goodell begins his tenure as the NFL commish. I didn't realize he's been in that long. It's a long time. 2006, yeah. Yeah. Right about right, yeah. Oh, wait, I forgot something. So I'm going to say Roger Goodell. Okay. We just had to get that out of the way. 
Number 10. Last one. Ready? 2021. So this isn't really that far back in time. It's like last week. But I, I thought it was worthy, and I thought you'd like this one. Robbie Ray. Pitcher for the Blue Jays. Pitcher for the Blue Jays. Made MLB history. He has 1,241 strikeouts, the most through any player in history's first 1,000 innings pitched. Pretty cool. So it is sports history, but he made history. At, so I can include that, right? Safe? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's, that's a lot. I think you're going to see that getting stacked on with the way the game is now. Yeah. By a lot of guys. The game, way the game's changed, the guys straight, just strike out a lot more now. But. Well, yeah, I, I agree. With, yeah, and yeah, it's not because the pitchers are tremendously like the better. It's definitely going to blow it's, blow that away. Right. It's just it's not that they're tremendously better though, but it's because of the way batters are approaching their exactly. bats. It's from the here. approach. Yep. Yeah. All right, that wraps up our ten facts this week in sports history. Brought to you by your daily local. Visit yourdailylocal.com for the news you need when you need it. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with the things that sting. Jones Pest Control, your hometown pest control company, servicing residential and commercial properties in Warren and surrounding areas since 2015. Sean and his crew will work tirelessly to keep your home or business free of insects to rodents and everything in between. Contact Jones Pest Control at 814-230-9548 and set up an appointment today. And remember... Ants, spiders, bees, or mice, don't think twice. Call Jones Pest Control, time for the things that sting the worst stories in sports according to joe this week's edition of the things that sting is brought to you by jones pest control ants spiders bees or mice don't think twice call jones pest control at 814-230-9548 that's 814-230-9548 i'm excited for this segment right now because i can't believe you didn't hear even a speck about Bishop Sycamore. I don't even know what it is. I don't even know what you're okay, talking Okay, <laughs> so... <clears throat> while you were... Off in Candyland. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Eating your fucking nerd's rope out in Candyland, drinking your Gatorade Zero. Here's what you missed. Over the weekend, I think it was Sunday... ESPN aired a, a high school showcase football game. I've seen in the past couple of weeks they've had multiple. I, yeah. I, I've flipped through. I didn't watch like so they, fully they watch any of them, but I glanced at a few. Yeah, they, they do these football showcases to showcase these prominent high school teams that have a ton of Division One commits. So you get a taste of them before you head IMG is always a big one. That I am, yeah. IGM. Or, is that what it is? I think so. Anyways. So... Yeah, it's IGM. So, this past weekend, IGM just happened to play a game. 
against a team hailing from Columbus, Ohio, called Bishop Sycamore. The final score of the game was, I believe, 58 or 53 to nothing. IGM just absolutely trounced Bishop Sycamore. So bad that in the second quarter of the game, the announcers start saying, something's not right here. Like, these guys should not be... This isn't safe for these kids to be playing against IGM. Like, this is... They're going to get hurt. I mean, the announcers are saying this on the game. So, of course, ESPN starts to look into it. The internet goes crazy about it. And they start looking up this school, Bishop Sycamore. So what we find out in the next couple days to follow is that this is potentially nothing more than a giant scam and that basically ESPN was somehow duped into putting these guys on TV against IGM. It is IMG, Joe, so you know. It I is IMG? Yeah. I just Fuck, I wrote IGM. <laughs> You're all right. But I just okay, want to let you IMG. know before you went any further with it. IMG. <laughs> I'm going to correct that. <laughs> I don't read good. No, you're fine. I I just I had watched like a documentary on them before, so I thought it was pretty. I was pretty okay. sure that's what it was. Yeah, I just wrote it down incorrectly. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, Bishop Sycamore. So, what we find out, like I said, in the days to come, is that not only is there no school called Bishop Sycamore, but this is like what goes way further than anything that anybody knows. So, we're gonna go down a timeline, okay? <clears throat> Bishop Sycamore's coach, his name's Roy Johnson, Leroy. They call him Roy Johnson. The current athletic director is Andre Peterson. Okay, so these are the only two names to date that anybody can find that has anything to do with whatever Bishop Sycamore is. So what we find out is in 2018, there's a school formed called the Christians of Faith Academy. Okay, so as the school begins... The state of Ohio starts questioning whether any classes are taking place or if this is real. So they revoke the license that this school is granted. In 2019, another school pops up, same place, now called Youth Build Centurions. I know that I pronounced that correctly, Centurions, because... I had to Google how to say that word because I wasn't sure. Centurions. So there was a YouTube video that taught me how to say that. I'm just throwing that out there. I'll call myself out when I need to. So Youth Build 2019 is an online charter school, okay? In September of 2019, as the football season set to begin, a West Virginia school who is on the the schedule to play Youth Build backs out of the game. Why? Because they found out that Youth Build has several players on their team who are over the age of 18. So these are post-high school graduates playing against high school kids on a fake high school team. September 2020, so we fast forward a year. They rebrand again, this time to Bishop Sycamore. 
Their first recorded game on Max Preps was September of 2020. It was a 35-0 loss. Prior to the game, then-athletic director Dave Brown does some type of interview where he says he encourages his staff and players to stay off the Internet. Interesting concept for an online school, don't you think? So all these red flags popping up all over the place. Later that year, they play IMG for the first time, and they lose 56-6. to They end their 2020 campaign 0-6 with their closest game being a 37-14 loss. Now we fast forward a year. The agreement's been made. They're playing against Bishop or, uh, IMG again. That's when they get smoked. <clears throat> and the internet starts... I, I, I believe that the announcer's reaction to what's happening on this football field... Like, I mean, they were literally like... ESPN needs to do better. They're supposed to sh- bring us two showcase teams. Like, these are the two top teams in the nation. You know? You're playing IMG, who is the best high school football program in the country. Uh, so, with that, the internet digs into it. The governor of Ohio orders an investigation into Bishop Sycamore. So, what the digging finds out. The address is listed on... Any website where you can find anything about Bishop Sycamore? One of the addresses provided is to a duplex apartment that's like somewhere in Ohio. The other address provided is to a sports facility, like a like a the hub in Warren, you know? So kind of like that. Or Family First, it'd be like something similar to that. So they get to talking to the people who own the sports facility. <coughs> Excuse me. No direct connection with the team other than they've rented the place a couple times. So now people are like, well, where's this, where's this school at? Okay. So then a GoFundMe is found where they're, they're trying to raise $20,000 for Bishop Sycamore football. That gets shut down. They have a website that none of the links work. It's bishopsycamore.org. None of the links or anything work on it except for one that was about football. That site has now been taken down. It, when you go to it, it says under maintenance. Roy Johnson. So this is funny too. Uh, the day after this whole thing exploded, so just a couple days ago, athletic director Andre Peterson, whoever the hell he is, fires Roy Johnson as the coach. So I'm talking to Spro in his office yesterday and he says how the fuck you get fired as the coach of a fake football team <laughs> it seems like a lot of trouble for a team to be terrible yeah too. right that's the that's the main thing so yeah they, these guys went through all this trouble and they never won a fucking game or even came close <laughs> yeah so uh roy johnson after he gets fired from his pretend job it's discovered that he has a warrant out for his arrest from a previous domestic violence issue. Numerous civil suits, including uh, a $100,000 loan that he defaulted on, as well as uh, now charges that are being looked into because of this past weekend, 
when they played in Canton. That's where that game was played, by the way. This past weekend was played at the football field next to the Hall of Fame. And the Fairfield Inn has now contacted the police because Roy Johnson provided them, or Bishop Sycamore provided them with fraudulent checks to pay for their hotels. So NBC for Columbus, obviously they're digging into it because that's where these this school allegedly is. Ray Holtzclaw, who is the father of a former Bishop Sycamore player, he has come out and said, so they recruited uh, Ray's son to play. Know, this is exactly what I wanted to hear. I was going to say I would like to talk to a parent of one of these kids. Right. Because you say fake football team. There's real kids on this team. Correct. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, there are. And that <clears> – excuse me. That is part of the biggest thing is that this is what drew a ton of negative attention to this was that when they played – uh, IMG on Sunday, they had already played a game Friday night. So they played two games in three days with like a roster of like 25. So these, yeah, putting these kids in serious, serious danger. Um, so Ray Holtzclaw, as I was saying, he's the father of a kid who was recruited to play quarterback for Bishop Sycamore. He never played it down. Uh, they did some talent showcases where they traveled to like scouting programs and Holtzclaw says that the last straw for him with Bishop Sycamore was when they the team goes to Dallas for a showcase and not a game but just the talent showcase and while they're there he says in the middle of the night he gets an alert on his cell phone he looks at it his credit card had been charged like three grand and he's like, what the fuck? So he calls down to the front desk, and they said, uh, yeah, the coaches said that you were paying for everybody's room. And he was like, that was it for me. We, he goes, I think his son's name was Judah Holtzclaw, and he never played or associated with Bishop Sycamore again. So <clears throat> the father said, you know, one of his quotes to the news was, don't blame the kids for this. Like, this is not on the kids. However, I mean, I, I would reserve that judgment for when I figure out what age they all are. <laughs> because if there's, uh, you know, the ones who are, have already graduated, like, they know what they're doing. They know that they're, they should not be playing high school. Unless these guys convinced them, like, no, you still have some sort of eligibility or you can play this until you're 21 or whatever they said. I don't know. But regardless, this has turned into one of the most bizarre sports stories I've ever seen. I mean, it just, <laughs> it came out of nowhere, too. I mean, the, the, uh, this team is essentially shut down. They've lost, like, they've had, like, basically all of their opponents that were, on their upcoming schedule for this fall have now all backed out, including like one that from this coming weekend, they're supposed to play in Kentucky. So, uh, I'm just, I can't wait to see like what goes on. If the police end up arresting, you know, Johnson for the fraud stuff at the Fairfield Inn, 
you know, maybe they can get more of the story or if he's going to come clean or if he's going to be like one of those guys that's like, so it was Johnson the coach story. or was Johnson the director? Johnson. Johnson was the coach and this Peterson. So, yeah. So who's the, who's the real, who's the mastermind? Yeah. It is believed to be Johnson because in the timeline I read, Johnson is the one who got the ball rolling on this in 2018 with the Christians of Faith Academy. So he's been through it the whole time. The athletic director at the beginning was a guy named like Dave Brown. So there's a different athletic director. So I think Johnson's the mastermind and he would probably his his sidekick or whoever's his partner in crime would be named athletic director just to so he has a title, you know what I mean? So it looks a little more legit. <laughs> What's the end goal here? I don't even understand. I don't know either. I, I have no idea. If they, if we were going to see like some, uh, oh. you know, like Latino baseball players, you know, like if we're, if we're going for like a Mike Stanton here, that's what I'm thinking. Is it a Mike Stanton thing where we're going to lie about some stuff, try and get these kids pushed through to college? You know, maybe there was some sort of agreement that if they made it pro, they had to pay so much money back to the school or something. I don't know. I mean, it could have been anything. But if this guy has, you know, he's, it seems like he's scheming for money. So I'm sure he had some sort of goal in mind at the end, like a get rich. Yeah, it didn't retire. sound like they were making much money. It sounds like more they were trying to steal money from people that yeah. fund the thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, from what I saw on the GoFundMe, they only were able to get like $140 out of it before it got shut down. So that didn't, that didn't go very well, but yeah. So that's the, uh, that's the story of Bishop Sycamore. Uh, this is another thing that, you know, it'll be just, there'll be more coming out as time comes clearly. Cause now, yeah, I'd like to hear from more, I'm glad you had the, yeah, I'm glad you had the one. That's what was going to be the first thing that I said was talk like, to the parents. Yeah. I'd like See to, what I'd like to hear from. More what are they being told? Well, yeah. How did this whole process begin? Well, okay, how, did, so, how did these? Yeah. That's so more on like Claw. The reason his son was recruited to Bishop Sycamore was it was due to like the COVID season stuff. That's why he decided to leave his high school and go play for Bishop Sycamore because he was still attending like. His classes or whatever were still, uh, he was still a high school student at wherever he went, but I don't know if they like folded the program or what happened, but somehow he got drawn from that school to, uh, Bishop Sycamore and it was COVID related was what dad said because of the COVID season, the way things panned out, we wanted him to play ball and be showcased. And we had all these promises and that was the, the one post that was up on Bishop Sycamore's website before it got taken down. That's what it like preached about how we have several D1 commits on our team and D1 talent. And that's what is required to be on the ESPN showcase. So there was, uh, you know, obviously a lot of deceit and a lot of, uh, just scam seems like a giant scam so we're gonna we'll follow that i mean we're gonna come back to this story for sure because there's i mean there's just been details coming out there'll probably be more that come out today after we're done recording because it's just they're pouring out now all sorts of you know looks into what the fuck this is all about 
All right, so uh, last, real quick, the only thing I just wanted to mention, uh, I did some more reading. There's uh, now it is believed that, oh, no, okay, so this is, I'll get to the what's believed in a minute, but Trevor Bauer, all of his his investigation is complete, and it has now been turned over to the district attorney's office. So I would imagine that within, within the weeks to come, we're going to have an answer as to whether or not he's going to be criminally charged. The police, the three month police investigation is done. And so, like I said, everything's been turned over and it's for DA review and they they will decide how they proceed. If there's going to be criminal charges or if there's not enough to prosecute, he did get his small win, which I think I had mentioned already. He won the PFA hearing. Mm-hmm. So there's no restraining order against him. Now, my question is, say he he comes back and he's free of all charges, whatever, you know, he's going to have a major lawsuit against. Sure. Well, and so this is that's actually where I was going with this. After, you know, that news was released, I can't remember who the guy was that was interviewed, but he's a. I wish I would have had that. Because the fact saved. he's not playing baseball when he's innocent till proven guilty, right? It's kind well, of fucked up. Really. Well, he's on paid leave. I mean, he's still getting paid. And the thing too is that still uh, he's not being allowed to play baseball. When according to what I read from this MLB official, in his talks with basically every team in the league, Trevor Bauer is now untouchable and is probably. Will will probably never play again in Major League Baseball. That is what came came out of that article. Well, that's a little insight on Deshaun Watson, I would say too. Then I would think case, because he hasn't even been found guilty of anything, right? So I wouldn't. That statement right there wouldn't make me feel very good and, about and see, Deshaun this is, Watson's chances either, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, they're about to pay him money to stand on the sidelines too, but. Yeah, uh, I mean, this is a completely different they're time. Very similar cases, really. Yeah, yeah, both. I mean, Deshaun has, or, uh, yeah, Deshaun has about twenty-one more accusers. Right, but I mean, <laughs> but, as far your same type of deal, yes, though, really. Yeah, sexual mm-hmm. deviance. Um, so that's yeah, but that was the gist of the article that I read last night, and I thought I was gonna, I thought I saved it, but I didn't. So that I could give the guy's name, but uh, essentially he said that ML the word around MLB is that Bauer will never play again. And the one guy said, "I know Trevor very well, and and it's not well, or it's it's very well documented that Trevor Bauer is a tough teammate. Uh, he's not the most popular in the locker room, and not the most well received by fans and players alike. Uh, so." Uh, to me, I don't think he's going to have a whole lot of people in his corner kicking and screaming for him to come back. Um, but like I said, they they noted that a lot of them said now untouchable, and the one the guy that's what I was getting at the guy said who is close to Bauer says that uh, Trevor will fight this possibly until his death, and that. Uh, he's just he. The, even this guy believes that he'll never pitch again in Major League Baseball. So, 
Yeah, uh, I mean, but that's... It's going to be like Pete Rose, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He'll be kicking and screaming until the day he dies. Yeah, same same concept, for sure. Uh, but that's where our country's at with this stuff. It is, it's not innocent until proven guilty anymore. You're As soon as you're accused, you're drugged through the mud, your reputation's yeah. done, and... I mean, it's, it's that's what I get. I don't get about it is whatever happened to well, that. You know what I mean? There's it's just like, so many people too who pick and choose when they apply that saying. Right. And that's the other problem is you can't just 100% jump on board on one thing saying, yeah, he definitely did this. He definitely did this. Especially if you have no knowledge of the investigation other than what the media tells you. Cause here's what I can tell everybody about that. You don't get everything. We're, as a police officer, if I'm working in an investigation and I have to give updates to the media, do you think my, you know, my ace in the hole, I'm going to give that away? My my super incriminating piece of evidence, do you think I'm going to tell you that? No. That will go to discovery and the pros- the the defense will get it. They'll know it cuz you can't surprise um you you can't surprise the defense at a trial with new evidence. It's against the rules of criminal procedure. So, and this is actually something that I had a talk with uh, our district attorney, Rob Green, about the other day. Is I, If you look at these rules and the way the courts are set up and everything, it is totally geared to benefit the suspect, the defendant, whatever you want to call them. It literally is. And a lot of people will be like, our justice system, it's so broken, it's so broken. And the rules are really stacked in the citizen's favor. They really are. The defense, it's a shady move. The evidence thing that I was talking about, they cannot talk. They can, they can conceal a piece of evidence until trial. It's a shitty thing to do, but the judge will let it go. And then the prosecution's scrambling to figure out where this came from. Now, flip that. You can't do that. I, the prosecution cannot surprise the defense with something. You know, it all has to be turned over. It's called discovery. And it's everything at discovery that the prosecution has goes to the defense so that they can prepare their case. So, uh, but yeah, the, where I was going anyways is just, yeah, the innocent until proven guilty is it's completely uh, assigned now. And it's not a blanket for everything. It's when you feel like saying it, when you feel a certain way about a case, you know, then that's when, that's when it applies anymore. And it's not fair. I mean, it's not fair to Bauer. Do I think Bauer did it? I don't know. Uh, we have nothing. Right. I, I don't, I, I, I do not know enough to tell you whether I think he did it or not. That's yeah. Which why. is what's, which is what's messed up. And right. It's the same with Watson. I mean, yeah. the only thing I can say is that when certain things come out, I get more of a feeling about something than I do about some other right. cases. With Watson, 22 women, all with similar stories. And I know conspiracy theorists are like, well, they're railroading them. He's Houston hated them and he hated Houston and blah, blah, blah. If they did that, wow. Because you know how hard it is to shut up one person? How are you going to keep 22 women on the same story not wanting to? Because here's the thing no matter what they're getting paid, they could get paid way more if they outed that story. That's why I always tell people, too, when they're like, sports are fixed. Do, can referees kind of swing a game? Sure, we've learned that with uh, 
Tom Donahue or whatever his name was, the NBA official. But as far as like the teams being in on it, it's impossible. What you think a practice squad guy is going to be cool with 125,000 a year to not tell everybody that he knows who's going to win? There's no chance. And the thing with Watson is too, people think because he signed that big contract that he's got all this money, he doesn't have shit yet. Right. He's made like, I think to his name, he's got like, I don't, and I don't even know. He's earned like 20 million. Yeah, or they don't like that. get that. People but, think, and that's what casual sports right. fan will, oh, he signed a $140 million contract. Oh, he signed like a $400 million contract. So right. all these right. people think that like he's, he has like, that. Yeah, you don't get that up front. Yeah. And he hasn't got any of that contract yet. Right. Yeah. That was an extension. Extension. Correct. He's same still with, like on his, yeah. It's the same with Allen. Right. Like Allen's yeah. not a millionaire. I mean, he's a millionaire, mm-hmm. but he's not like, mm-hmm. right. Um, the millionaire that he's gonna be here in five years, he's not that yeah. yet. Yeah, if Watson never plays again, like he's gonna be fucking broken, yeah. fucking five to ten years probably. Right? Because he's probably he's probably been spending money like he's gonna well, get he's it and buying <laughs> massage therapists over Instagram. <laughs> right. I don't know what they charge, but it adds up. Uh, yeah, it's it's just the way it goes, and that's why you know I always say I try to reserve judgment. I just like the reason I do this or we do this segment is to just kind of get the story out there and, and give a little bit of a different perspective on it, but I'm not trying to sway anybody's decision on whether they're innocent or guilty. We just need to, that's what we need to let play out. And it's sure. Can you say in, I mean, in uh, the world of, uh, you know, pro athletes or movie stars or celebrities in general, when, when cases like this come out, yeah, you don't see, you know, a jail sentence typically. And I know that that bothers people and it, it bothers me, but you pay for, you know, these guys can afford the best attorneys and the best, you know, to get these whatever plea deals and, and stuff. But so we just have to see what happens. I mean, it doesn't clearly Bowers not out of the woods as far as this case goes, even though he had his small victory with the PFA hearing, he's still. I mean, it's in the hands of uh, the district attorney, wherever, where did it happen, San Diego or L.A., one of the two. I think the girl came from San Diego. I don't know. But anyways, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be, I would think, soon that we hear a, a ruling on, you know, charges or no charges for him. Watson, uh, I haven't. I, I try to Google that every once in a while to see if there's any updates because now those updates aren't really making headlines like they do with the initial splash. That's the other problem with mainstream sports media is they, they don't really follow up as it goes. You know, they're, they're kind of, oh, here's this flashy headline. Look at Deshaun Watson, 22 accusers. Holy shit. What's happened since then? Uh, yeah, it kind of gets stuck in my head. Right. So. I'm going to follow, you know, I'm going to continue following up with Watson Bauer and uh, that Issei Atute, the linebacker from Virginia Tech who killed the uh, trans person down in uh, Blacksburg, Virginia. His hearing, I know it was scheduled for this month, so we'll, we'll check back with that one too. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back with my hive. Going to do a quick mailbag, read what you guys have to say and discuss. Hi, this is Ryan Klein, the host of the new pop culture podcast, Me, Myself, and Rye. You can find me on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and several other platforms. 
special guests, breakaway shows, bonus episodes, cold beers, and a whole lot more. So what are you guys and gals waiting for? Subscribe now to the Me, Myself, and Rye podcast on Spotify or wherever it is that you get your shows and start listening today. Beehive 20 for 20% off your golf and MLB apparel. Shop Swing Juice, support the Beehive Sports Podcast. Swing Juice, wear it, feel it, play it. We're doing a mailbag. I posted it a little late last night, but we had some stuff uh, that we're going to discuss. Some of them are funny, some of them are serious, most of them are not. And I'm okay with that because I like funny. And I told uh, neighbor Ashley that I would start off with hers because her question to the the uh, My Hive mailbag was really good. She said, why can Tim name all the players of the Buffalo Bills but can't remember his email password? <laughs> I run into that all the time. So I, I'm, on, I'm with Tim. Dwight said that it's a simple matter of priorities, which is true, right? <laughs> Uh, Wayne Oaks. Do you know who Wayne Oaks is? Mm -hmm. I'll tell you later, but I can't announce it to the masses. It's a, it's a top secret Facebook account of of a listener who doesn't like Facebook. Copy. Copy. Uh, Wayne Oaks. I have a feeling I know who it is already. (laughs) We can't announce it. (laughs) Okay. It would not be fair to him. Uh, Wayne Oaks says, the Texans QB situation further complicated by Deshaun's Deshaun Watson's rumored connections to Taliban leadership. <laughs> Although I so do I te- have to question how much this person actually doesn't like Facebook if they if they have, have a, an alter yeah. eager ego Facebook account. That's a good point. I, I'm going to ask him that because I'm going to see him here in a little while. So I'm going to I'll run that one by him. Uh I texted him as soon as he said that. I said, idiot. And he wrote back, well, it could be true. <laughs> I said, we'll start the rumor. So Deshaun Watson, more on his plate. Apparently he's uh, in, involved in the Taliban. Oh, Kimmy actually says the whole high school football ESPN televised game scandal, which we just addressed. So good. I didn't even see that one until just now. Uh, Joe Colosimo says... This has to be worth 30 seconds. Now that Mike Honorati has surpassed Joe Nelson in handicap, who is the better golfer? Definitely Joe Nelson. <laughs> without a doubt. Honorati, uh, Joe Nelson has the ability to forget bad shots and move on. And Honorati's a dweller. That's why I beat him <laughs> once on nine holes. Uh, and then he, Honorati chimes in, yeah, with about Nick, which I think. Mike's just jealous of Nick because Nick's a college golfer. He golfs for Clarion. So I think that there's just some jealousy issues going on there. Mike, I'm down to a 17. Just remember that. I'm pretty much at the point now where 
I have turned the ringer back on on my cell phone because I'm anticipating the tour giving me a shout pretty soon. Uh, Amanda Wellner. So this is actually a cool story. Uh, did you know that Warren now has an NFL Play 60 league? Mm-hmm. They do. It's down at Betts. It's like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday games, I think. Uh, and the Bills, who are, who's coached by Charlie Anderson and Ryan Wellner, are undefeated. So I went down there the other day while I was working, while I was driving around, and I went down to Betts, and I saw that they were getting ready to play. So I walked over to catch a little bit of the Bills game, you know, big Bills fan. And I watched like three plays and got called away and never made it back because we were super busy. Um, but I do think that I'm going to, in the next couple weeks, see if I can arrange to have Evan Wellner and Theo Anderson on for a little NFL play 60 interview, just to see what they're, how they're liking the league and everything. Cause it's brand new. It just, well, it's brand new for us. Uh, Nick Bryan started it. And they got like, I can't remember how many teams, but there's like the Seahawks, the Bears, uh, Browns, Bills, Steelers. Like there's a, it's pretty cool. They get the little NFL jerseys that, you know, the play 60, the ones you see all the commercials for. So it's pretty neat that that's here now. And it's a good, uh, good startup for before they get too old enough to throw the pads on in the, in the county youth league. So. Uh, yeah, I'm going to get in contact with them and try and set that up, do a little interview of the boys. Uh, Dave Wilson, as I had mentioned, said, how bad are the Bills going to whoop the Steelers in week one? Uh, by 40 is my, that's where I'm at. That's my guess. I think, uh, they probably don't punt. Yeah. Kylie, what's the final score of the Bills game? I just hope they win. You can't give us a number. I don't think they're going to even put up 40, yeah, but... <laughs> no, I don't, I don't really... Yeah, I mean, I don't really think that either, but I hope they do. 40 to 7, final score. Uh, Thomas Mitchell says, if you take Casey and Tampa, if you take out Casey and Tampa, what Super Bowl match would be most intriguing? Well, first... I don't think Casey and Tampa would be intriguing because I just watched that last year. Uh, Green Bay, Buffalo. That's my answer. Or right. Green or Rams, Buffalo, because then Jamie and I can just fucking hate each other for like two weeks leading up to that game. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to watch it with him, for sure. He wouldn't be able to watch it with me. Actually, that's the more... He wouldn't be able to watch it with me. Uh, other Super Bowl matchups? I don't know. I mean, it'd be anybody different. Seeing the Browns in it wouldn't, like, crush my soul by any means. I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, if the Bills didn't make it, wouldn't mind seeing the Browns finally getting got, one. I think they got a good shot. Yeah, they do. They have a really good roster. And uh, now a little bit of continuity, having a coach for more than one season. So that's good. Step in the right direction. Uh Berman always said Bills Niners, so Berman did always say Bills Every Niners. Year. So that would be that'd be good too. And then I could hate <laughs> Sketty for two weeks leading up to that game. So yeah, I mean there's a bunch of different ones. The combinations would be cool to see. Uh I think that well, I don't 
I, I have a little bit of a dark horseness going on with the Chargers. They have a good they, roster. They, they always sneak into my head a little bit. Right. They, they, it'll all depend, you know, if Herbert does remotely close to what he did last year, defense stays healthy, that could be a good football team for sure. Uh, Bobby Pring, this is the last one. He says, uh, baseball playoff format, should it change? Didn't it already change? I don't Did they I add think, a team? Well, I get they've added two teams. I they think, added two teams, right? Or no, just one, maybe. Maybe you're right. Well, yeah, because it was uh, wasn't it an? Yeah, it was four. No, you're right. They added two because it was four, right? Three division winners and a wild card. Yeah, no. but now they just have the one game wild card, the one game wild card every year, right? I don't know because it got screwed up. With yeah, because last year they that. had like sixteen teams. Then sixteen, I think there was like eight from each each side last well, year. If remember they did that? Remember because the Astros wouldn't have even got in last year if it wasn't for it. Oh yeah, you had to remind me. <laughs> but then they made a good run once they got in. Yeah, they did, and and that's possible. So yeah, because they know. were like, remember them and the Marlins were like five hundred and both got in. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the Astros weren't real. They weren't great in the sixty game season. But, but I think this year they went back to what they were before, which, which is I what, think two is wild two cards? wild cards. Which is a but it's a one, that's a one one game, game playoff. playoff, and they play in to play the one seed. Correct. I think and that's then what it is. the other two division winners play each other. I think you're right. Yeah. So what is it? I guess it, my que- my only question is, you say change it up, but like. Uh, Offer something up. What? What? what right. Do you want it to be what it was last year? Because I don't think that's the answer. Yeah. Either. Or I don't think there should be that many teams. Yeah, that's a lot of teams. I I will say that I don't like the one game playoff. You play 162 games and then For, it's all determined by one game whether you. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't like that either. That yeah, that I, I agree with. That I think that stinks. I would say maybe you do like six teams and the top two get about three from, divisions, from each, so right? Twelve total. Or no. How many divisions are there? Four? East, West, Central. There's six. Six total. Yeah, East, do West, it, Central. Do something like NFL does where you, the top two seeds get a buy or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's different because you have... Because even then, like, if you give a team a bye and if that series went seven games and they're just sitting around for two weeks, a week and a half, you know? So, I don't know. I think uh, they're playing every day for five, four or five Yeah, months. I'm sure they wouldn't mind the the vacation. But the bigger you make it, the, the problem is, is the bigger you make the playoffs, the longer they go. And you're already looking at World Series games being played in November. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you going to fucking shovel snow off of them and late Thanksgiving day world series game. Yeah. That wild card though has to at least be a three game. I agree with that. Has to at least. Yeah. Be you three. can't, it's too bad that, yeah, you, you work your ass off to get, and especially like if you're a wild card out of a division that you would have won with your record, if you were in, you know, any of the other divisions, like you say that about football too, but at least in football, it's one game, but it's fucked up that, Washington gets a a home game in the playoffs 
mm-hmm. when they won eight games last year or whatever, nine, six, five. I don't know how many they won, but they made the playoffs and they get a home game over a wild card team who Tampa. has, Tampa. Had, yeah, who has 10, 10 wins or 11 wins. It's kind of fucked up, but. Yeah, did Tampa, Tampa never played a home game, did they? Not until the Super Bowl. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, because did they go to Lambeau? Yeah. Packers were the one seed, weren't they? They were in New Orleans. In New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I mean, the, the arguments being made in college, NFL, I think, does it right minus the, uh, like I just said, the if you're a wild card team and it's because, and you're playing in a way, like I think that's screwed up the whole home away situation based off record, but baseball, I don't know. I just think they need to figure out a way that like, you're not getting your purest baseball when you're playing in 40 degree weather in Yankee stadium in late October, you know? So how can you, I mean, you don't want to move the games. I'm not saying that, but like, you just got to, Trim it up somehow or start. I guess if you think about it, the season is starting earlier each year. It seems like like we're in March this year. It started in March. It's always been April, beginning of April. Now yeah, it's getting, usually the last week of March or first week of April. Yeah, like and it keeps going backwards. So that's good. If they're starting sooner, then we can get the playoffs in. I mean, it's just a long-ass season. It's like NASCAR. NASCAR, they get like two months off, I think. Yeah, Two or three months. That, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this week's episode. We're going to be back next week. And it sounds like we're going to attempt our first live betting show that we need to figure out how we're going to do. That's going to be fun. Uh, so the thing about that live show is that it's going to be Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram? Do we have an Instagram yet? We have one. I haven't posted anything on but it. But we have anything. one? Yeah, people okay. have been adding it and stuff. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Okay, so we have an Instagram, and we do have a Twitter that I've been posting some stuff on. It's still not as interactive. I think there's not many followers on there. So if you have Twitter, Instagram, uh, give us a follow. Uh, the other, so that's where the, those will be the three outlets. You'll be able to view the live show. Here comes my dog trotting around. He's just trying to hang out, be a part of the team. Uh, so we're going to go live. We're going to do our betting show. It's not going to be long. It's going to be, you know, between 15 minutes and a half hour. We're just going to go over, uh, what we think are the best bets of the week. We're going to keep track of some of this stuff to see where our records go. Um, and we're going to do that weekly and obviously the, the actual show itself will be published, uh, following that. So stick around for all that. We got some new stuff going on, but, uh, yeah, so that's it. That's it for this week. We will be back with you next week. Stick around for closing dogs coughing into the microphone. (laughs) All right. We'll be back.
Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in this week's episode of the Beehive Sports Podcast. As I said, at the end of my hive, we will be going live Wednesday. It's going to be in the morning. Uh, If you're not able to watch it live, you'll be able to go back and watch it later. So we're going to provide my three best bets for the NFL week and Kylie's three best bets for the NFL week. Some of them might be the same, some of them might be different. Uh, We're going to offer up all of those to listeners. Uh, we'll then follow that up with the recording of the next episode that'll be published shortly after that. So next Wednesday, there'll be a lot going on. Uh, again, thanks everybody for chiming in in the mailbag. I think we're going to start kind of making that a little bit of a regular thing also, uh, just to fill some gaps. And, and it's good to hear your guys' takes on stuff. Uh, you know, your feedback helps gives uh, give us something to talk about. So... All right, we'll see you next week. Until then, take care, be safe.